Hey guys, and welcome. I'm Life Coach Meg Ellis. It's time for you to stop coasting through life, and it's time for you to find your purpose. It's time for you to create your fate. Happy one year anniversary to the Create Your Fate podcast. To celebrate, I am rebroadcasting one of the very first episodes that I ever recorded that is my absolute favorite. So I hope that you enjoy this oldie but goodie. Y'all, I am blown away at the feedback from last week's episode. Uh, We talked about wanting things versus expecting things and that power of expectation. So if you missed it, be sure to check that out. But a lot of you had so many great questions that I actually decided to kind of do a very similar themed podcast. We'll call it this 2.0, right? Because along with wanting things and putting that energy into that expectation, right? That second level of expectation, there is a third part. And this is something that was brought up after last week's episode was, well, what about this feeling of, I don't know if I deserve things, right? So this was a resounding theme that I wanted to just touch base on and kind of deep dive into this third step. So you go from wanting things to learning to expect things. And then a lot of where this miss came from was, well, I don't feel like I deserve it. So I wanted to kind of tap into self-image, right? Which is that underlying issue with wanting things and expecting things and actually deserving things. So today we're actually going to be sharing a couple steps that are going to help you overcome that barrier of, hey, I don't want to expect it because I don't think I actually deserve it, right? And that's that stems from self-image. And, and I've been there. I've walked around with that terrible self-image. And of course, it stemmed from not expecting what I wanted, but why didn't I expect things? It's because I didn't think I deserved them, right? I didn't feel worthy. I didn't feel that I deserved or was worthy of a job that allowed me to create my own schedule and feel alive. I didn't think I deserved a relationship where I felt challenged and loved and supported in my dreams. And for those of you who don't know, I'm a soul cycle instructor, but for years, years I was in the fitness industry. I didn't think I was good enough right? So I was never going to expect it to actually happen because I had such poor self-image. And a lot of our mindset is made up of our self-image, right? Every aspect of your life is impacted by the way you see yourself. So today, to get you to that level of pushing past just wanting things, learning to truly expect them, we have to figure out how do we think we deserve these things? And that comes from our self-talk catching these self-limiting beliefs. So today we're actually going to be instilling some tactics to help you develop that healthy self-image so you can fight off those self-limiting beliefs, so you can think that you deserve things, so you can learn to expect them, not just want them. And low self-esteem, it actually places a ceiling to your potential, right? If you place a small value on yourself, the world will not raise the price. So today we're going to raise the price. And actually that quote is one of my favorite quotes. It's from John C. Maxwell's 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth. And I'm actually going to be referencing that quite a bit. So why do we feel like we don't deserve things? The first part is these self-limiting beliefs that we have. And if you don't know what a self-limiting belief is, I'm going to explain the whole thing. But we have to identify these, right? These thoughts that are going through our heads because there's so much power in our thoughts. So what's a self-limiting belief? Well, these are the beliefs that we develop to protect ourselves from future pain. And these can sometimes stem from past experiences 
but they negatively impact being able to achieve your full potential. And you can have self-limiting beliefs about a lot of things in life. Let me know if any of these speak to you. This is a very common one that I hear. Self-limiting beliefs about body image. Have you ever thought any of these? I'll never lose the weight. I'm not disciplined enough. I'm too wrinkly. I can't build muscle. I'm too old. Self-limiting beliefs about money. I'll always be broke. Money can't come to me easily. I'm bad with money. It's bad to want to be rich. Self-limiting beliefs about work. I can't manage people. My opinion isn't important. Who would listen to me? I don't have enough experience. Self-limiting beliefs about relationships. There's no good men out there. Or there's no good women out there. I'll never find love. I don't have time to date. I'll just end up hurt. All of these things, all of them, are negative thoughts constantly trickling through your mind. And if you constantly are thinking these things every day, how is that going to make you feel? Less than, not enough, tired, inferior, unimportant, doubtful, guilty, angry at yourself, fearful, hopeless. All in all, these negative emotions that stemmed from these negative beliefs that we constantly say to ourselves, they end up creating poor self-esteem. And here's the kicker. These thoughts can sometimes be second nature to us, and we don't even realize that they are creating our lives for us. Your thoughts, your beliefs actually create your life. Create your fate podcast. So you walk around thinking these negative thoughts and you end up feeling shitty about yourself, right? Scale of one to 10, 10 being amazing, one feeling like crap. You walk around thinking, oh, I'm never going to get this job. There's something out there that's better than I am. All I'm going to do is just end up hurt. How do you feel? A three, a two at best? So going back to this energy that we create that we talked about in episode one, your vibration, right? The energy that emits from your emotions. If you're vibing at a two, maybe three on this emotional scale, you know, you're negative. How the hell are you going to attract the life that you want? The 10, if you're really going to only end up attracting things that are two or three, right? That life that you want, that's a 10. Best life ever. That's out there. You're not going to get it if you're vibing at a two and a three, if you are constantly thinking these self-limiting beliefs filled with these negative emotions. Because your thoughts, your emotions shape who you are. And going back to the 15 invaluable laws of growth, John C. Maxwell says, if your desire is a 10, but your self-esteem is a five, you'll never perform at a 10 because you will never outperform your self-image. So do the math. Best life ever? You actually get it? Was that nine, 10? But you're walking around saying shitty things to yourself. Two, three. How are you going to get that 10, that life you want? It doesn't even make sense. You're never going to be able to get it. Not with these self-limiting beliefs anyhow. So what do we do? Well, it's easier than you think. We choose again. We choose a new thought. Gabby Bernstein is one of my favorite teachers. She uses something called the choose again method. And it's something that I actually use in my coaching a lot. And it looks like this. You recognize the thought. You forgive the thought. You choose again. And then you top it off and you apply gratitude. Right? So let's just take this example. Oh, I'm never going to get this job. 
you pause and you know, you choose again. So you recognize the thought, oh, I'm recognizing that I have this self-limiting belief that is actually not rooted in anything real other than my fear. I forgive the thought. I forgive myself for thinking this thought. I'm human. I'm learning. It takes time. And I choose again. I have the skills needed for this job, and I know I can do a great job. Apply gratitude. I'm so thankful for my education and for my opportunities and for the interview experience that I had. Do you see how that shifts your energy? You go from, oh my gosh, I'm never going to get this job. What, two, three, maybe even one, to, wow, I have the skills that I need. I'm really thankful for the education and the opportunities that I have. So that shifts you. Maybe not to a 10, but it shifts you. So you got to catch yourself. You have to think kind things about yourself, which leads me into the second way to develop that positive self-image. You have to be very careful how you speak to yourself. Thoughts create our fate, but so do words. What you actually speak out loud into the physical universe, that's the power of the spoken word. These words will undoubtedly affect the way your life goes. And I want you to think about how have you talked to yourself today? Or if it's super early in the morning, maybe how have you talked to yourself in the last day or two? Does anything stand out to you? Generally speaking, how kind do you think you've been to yourself? Quick scale of one to 10, right? Well, stay on this same scale. One to 10. How kind have you been to yourself? 10 being very kind. I would say that most people say they land at about, you know, six to an eight, seven, eight. So you're thinking, hey, like seven, eight, that's pretty good. Why do I feel so shitty then? Because self-talk is sneaky, but very powerful. In fact, you probably say the most powerful phrase multiple times a day. And this can even make or break how you view yourself. And you probably don't even know you're doing it. Tell me this. How many times have you said these words today? I am. I am tired. I am gross. I am fat. I'm broke. I'm not going to get this job. I am is the most powerful phrase you will ever say. Why? Here's the thought. Because what you say is true. Did you know that about yourself? That what you say is actually true? And there is so much power in your words. So let's go back to that same question. Knowing that these I am statements are the most unkind things that you could potentially say to yourself, going back to that scale of one to 10, now how kind do you think you've been in the last day or two to yourself? Yeah, that's why you feel shitty. And don't worry, we're going to work on this together. I'm going to tell you how you can actually start fixing this today. And it's easier than you think. So let's go back to this. What you say is true power of the spoken word. When you say statements that are I am statements, it becomes your new reality. And because we know from the law of attraction and how powerful our minds can be, we also want to be aware of the power of our words, which are just our thoughts in the spoken form, right? Our spoken word out into the universe, you know, they're kind of like these mini spells that we put out there. What you say actually becomes true. And because of that, you attract more of what you focus on. So how much do you catch yourself focusing on these negative things that you don't like about yourself versus the positive ones? This was eye-opening for me. I didn't realize how much I was focusing on what I didn't want versus what I did. 
I focused a lot on the negative to protect myself, right? Things we talked about last week. There's many reasons why you do this. What do you say about yourself? What do you think about yourself? This plays a huge part into your self-limiting beliefs, the way you talk about yourself, the way you talk to yourself. And these things can be so small and honestly, even unnoticeable, but they're so critical in creating your positive self-image or any self-image that you have. It can be negative. Oh, I'm so stupid. I'm a failure. I'm disgusting. I'm nervous. I'm not ready. I'm inferior. I'm incapable. It's hopeless. I'm a mess. These actually apply to actions in your life. I know it might sound kind of strange, but hear me out. How often do you say any of these? I'm late. I'm running around like crazy. I'm scattered. I'm exhausted. So going back to that law of attraction in a super basic way, well described as this, what you focus on, you get more of. You attract more of. I'm exhausted. Where does your attention go? You immediately bring your attention and focus on the fact that you're tired. And that becomes your point of attraction. And you end up attracting thoughts and responses that will actually enhance that same thought. You begin to feel more exhausted. If you constantly are focusing on the negative in your life versus the positive, your point of attraction will continue to drop lower and lower. And if you're out there like, you know, hey, how is saying I'm tired focusing on the negative? I'll just break it down like this. If you're tired and you're focused on that, you are focusing on the lack of energy. You're focusing on the few hours of sleep that you didn't get. Or this is the common one. Someone wants to lose weight. And what do I always hear? Ugh, I'm fat. I feel gross. These last five pounds won't come off. Where's the attention? On the last five pounds. <laughs> All you're focusing on is the five pounds that you don't want anymore. Energy flows where your attention goes. What are you focusing on in life? And this is why it's sneaky because we don't even know we're doing it. We don't even realize that we are constantly focused on negativity, focusing on, you know, those three hours of sleep you didn't get, the 10 minutes after you were supposed to be somewhere, the interview question you messed up. We are subconsciously choosing to focus on negative thoughts. And sometimes these actually escape as words out of our mouth. And we speak them out loud, literally announcing to the universe that, hey, we would like more of this, please. Yes, that is the power of the spoken word, literally announcing to the universe what you want. But we're voicing all these things we don't want. You know, hey, I'm focusing my mind on these thoughts. And here I am. I'm actually voicing that I would like more of them. Make sure they're not negative. So what do we do? We do that same thing. We choose again. We choose the words we want. They're your words. You can pick whatever you want. However you want to feel, you get to pick. And the ones that are going to make you feel positive are the ones we need to be picking. You know, those ones that make us feel good about ourselves. So you start to say things like this and you catch yourself. Same thing, the choose again method. I'm tired. Oop, recognize the thought. No, you forgive yourself. But I'm tired. No, choose again. I am abundant in energy. I'm late. No. I am abundant in time. I'm overwhelmed. No. I am surrounded by people who support me. I'm overweight. No. I am thankful for my strong body that allows me to exercise. And yes, it feels a little disingenuous or fake at first. And you might not actually feel any emotion behind the words that you are choosing again at first. 
But I promise the more you do this and the more you practice it, the more it will begin to feel more natural. And it's a change in your mind and your mouth's direction, but it's not going to happen overnight, right? This is why I say practice, practice, practice. I'm not saying you're going to feel like that automatic 10 just because you choose again, but it's a shift in the right direction. I'm overwhelmed. Focusing on that stress and the negativity and the lack of time. It's got you feeling like a two or a three. But when you're choosing again, I'm surrounded by people who support me. Focusing on who can help you, the fact that you're not alone. So, okay, you're maybe feeling at like a five or a six now, right? It's a tiny shift in the right direction. And I know the one about being late sounds crazy, but I'm just going to challenge you to try it because I can tell you from personal experience, That when I shifted from saying, oh my gosh, I'm late, to no, I am abundant in time. Even I'm still walking out the door, quote unquote, late. I swear, like traffic was on my side. It moves quicker. I'd catch all the lights. I'm telling you, it works. So this is going to be your challenge for the week. Practice this choose again method with your thoughts and your words. Trust me, it takes practice and I still catch myself. But you immediately recant what you said and you choose again and you will feel better. It's little by little, but I promise you over time, you will begin to notice yourself just naturally thinking that positive thought from the beginning. So start right now. Say something out loud. I am whatever you want to choose. Say it out loud. I am. And you roll with it. And the third step to developing that better self-image that is going to help you get to that expectation because it's going to help you feel deserving of it. It's to know your value, add it to the world. And one of my favorite scholars says, know yourself, know your worth. And that's actually Drake. (laughs) But I'm going to throw him in here with the other two scholars that I follow. But honestly, these words are wisdom. We know, what do you like about yourself? Do you know yourself? Know your worth? If you don't, I think we all know where you end up there. I know it sounds like an easy question. What do you like about yourself? But it can be tough to answer that, especially if you are in that negative circle of emotions. You know, depending how you grew up, maybe you learned that liking things about yourself was considered self-absorbed or cocky or conceited or vain. And I'm going to say this one time. You are allowed to be confident. Say it out loud. I am allowed to be confident. It's not full of yourself. It's not selfish. It's not arrogant. You are allowed to like things about yourself. Say it out loud. I am allowed to like things about myself. You are allowed to see value in yourself. And John C. Maxwell writes in the 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth about this law of the mirror, which says, you must see value in yourself to add value to yourself. So what value do you see in yourself? What value do you have to offer the world? And I want you to think about it like this. What do you like about yourself? Now, what do you like about yourself that nobody else has? And I want you to get a paper and a pen, and I want you to start writing these things down, right? Or take some notes in your iPhone. But what do you like about yourself that nobody else has? What makes you unique? You know, in business, there's something called a unique value proposition, which is a clear statement that describes the benefit of what you have to offer, how you're going to solve your customer needs and what distinguishes you from the competition. And I want to do the same thing with just you, just you, you yourself. What is your unique value proposition? What do you uniquely offer that nobody else does exactly like you? And just start there. Start listing some qualities about yourself that make you unique and make you 
you. And if you want an extra challenge, bonus points, you know, I love these bonus points. Let's actually hone in on a single word, this one word strategy, one word, any word, a word that makes you proud and a word that you can come back to when you get bogged down with these self-limiting beliefs, this negative self-talk, this discouragement, comparison when it comes up. One word, and I want you to come back to it to remind yourself who you are. And focusing on this alone, this one word, can actually help combat that comparison, help combat discouragement and negative self-talk. You know, I know comparison is a big one for people out there, right? Sure, someone else has something that you want or is in a similar position, but reminding yourself why you are different, that is going to help you. It's actually going to shift the attention away from comparing yourself to anybody else and focus on what special gift that you offer the world just from you. And you take this gift and these these things that make you unique your unique value, and you apply them to the world. How can you apply them to the world? To the immediate people around you, just start there, right? Just one or two people in your circle. And I bet you do this and you probably don't even notice it. But I want you to recognize what you have to offer and recognize the impact that you're already making. Give yourself some credit. Seriously, write down something every single day where you added value as small as it is to somebody else's life. It could be big things too, but I bet it's there and you didn't even know it. And when you do, when you notice this, you can continue to add that value to people's lives and it feels good. And it feels good to have that unique gift and share it with others, but take the time to actually realize this and celebrate it. So three ways to develop that positive self-image to get you into a place where you feel like you deserve it so you can begin to expect it best life ever. One, identify self-limiting beliefs, create that positive talk. Two, be very careful of how you speak to yourself and choose again if you need to. Three, know your value and add it to the world. I believe you can create your life and I believe you can create your fate. To connect with more thoughts, more inspiration, you can follow me on Instagram at let's create your fate or online at let's create your fate.com. And if you love this episode, send it to someone who needs to hear it. Please subscribe, write a review. That would help so, so much. And that's all I got for you today. But if I could leave you with just one thing, it's this. Expect good things. Always. And they will happen. Thanks for joining me today. I'll talk to you all soon. 